Welcome to the Super Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Olaomi Brigway, a transformational life coach and the creator of Super Abundant Woman, where we are teaching and equipping women who have a burning desire for significance to create an exceptionally successful and fulfilling life without burnout or stress. In the not too distant past, I myself was trapped in an agonizing cycle of failure and shame with my mind constantly dominated by negative emotions. But my life was dramatically transformed beyond my wildest dreams when I began to live by the power and the wisdom of God's word. My mission is to teach others to experience the same. On the Super Abundant Life podcast, we have only one goal teach and empower Christians to take full advantage of their rights and privileges in Christ so they can build exceptionally successful lives. Thank you for tuning in. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, this is Olaomi and welcome back to the Super Abundant Life podcast. Today is episode 163 and I'm going to be talking about something that is very important, especially since it's the beginning of the year. It's when we tend to set goals and resolutions and we make up our minds that I'm going to change this and I'm going to change that and so on. So I want to talk about accountability. Now, I'm not going to be talking about accountability in the traditional sense of the word. When you hear the word accountability, what would normally come to mind is, oh, someone is holding me accountable. So, for example, I might have a friend that we have the same goal and we might decide that we will hold each other accountable. If she's going to go on a walk at six o'clock, she'll text me and then we'll meet up in the park and go for a walk or you could do it online or you're part of a group whether it's a mastermind or some kind of community or online group or whatever and you post in there and you say have you done your task for today etc and it basically people are holding you accountable so it's an external form of accountability however what i want to talk about today is a step above that and just going one step above that will return to you loads more value and benefits than external accountability. Because you know what I found? You know, I'm a coach, right? I'm a transformational life coach. Also in my capacity as a mentor, as a pastor and all those things. And I'm also a parent and I'm also <laughs> me, as in I have my own life to build up, etc. So if we take all those experiences, what I found is even though external accountability is powerful, but it also has its limitations because you can't really get somebody to do what they have not made up their mind that they want to do. 
Honestly, no matter how much, okay, so I say, ah, this is the year that I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to gather people together to hold me accountable. If I haven't stepped into what I'm going to talk about today, which is self-integrity or personal or intrinsic accountability, then there will come a time where when they're asking me, have you done this? Are you done? I will be hiding. <laughs> I will go and hide from them because I'm like, oh, these people have come again. Every time I fail at not doing what I had promised or said I was going to do, I will feel bad, I will feel guilty, and I will run away. Yeah. So you see what I mean? I will just, after a while, external accountability just does not work. And I think because there's an explosion of personal development and coaching and mentoring, people have woken up, which is brilliant, thank God for that, to this idea of develop yourself, grow, etc. So because we're in that age where people now know that, listen, personal development is important. You need to do all these things. We're very quick to rush into, oh, hold me accountable. I'm going to join this group for accountability. But the failure rate is still incredibly high. The failure rate, let me repeat myself, is still incredibly high. People are still not getting to the finish line based only on external accountability. So how can we change that in this new year? How can we turn things around? How can we get to the point where whatever we set our minds to do, we achieve it? If we say by the end of this year, this is what I'm going to achieve. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to read a certain number of books. I will do it. Things within our control. I'm not talking about things that you planned but it was outside of your control. You did your best, but it just didn't work out that way. No, I'm not talking about things like that. I'm talking about things that are firmly within our control. And increasingly, I'm finding out that we are needing people to hold us accountable for every single thing. I mean, until somebody holds me accountable, I can't really commit to anything. I think we've taken it now to the other extreme because the failure rate, as I said, is high. If the only thing that will sustain you is some kind of external motivation or accountability. So today I want to talk about why you should step up from external accountability into self-integrity or personal integrity. It pays far greater dividends than waiting for someone to ginger me up, than waiting for someone to boost me up and say, you can do, you can. Though, listen, you can't go through life without external accountability. Everyone must be accountable to someone. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying there's a greater level above that. So you need both, essentially, is the summary of what I'm saying. And if personal integrity is missing, no matter how much someone tries to hold you accountable, you will not get to the finish line. So one has to be in place for the other to work. Personal integrity has to be in place for external accountability or external motivation to work. So I keep going on about self-integrity and personal integrity. What exactly do I mean by that? Self-integrity or personal integrity, I would interchange the two phrases or words together, is essentially having completely intrinsic accountability as opposed to extrinsic. If I tell myself that I am going to be at a certain place at nine o'clock, 
I will be there at nine o'clock. I tell myself, it's not like, okay, somebody is waiting for me, is going to meet me there at nine, even if there's nobody there, even if it's an appointment with myself. So for example, I could say that I'm going to go to the library and I will, I'll be seated in my seat in the library at nine o'clock or they, they open at nine. At nine o five, I'm sitting in my seat. I'm not having a meeting with someone. I'm not meeting someone there. Nobody's going to come and take a picture and clap for me and say, well done. Nobody is waiting for me to report back to them to say, did you go to the library today? No, no, no. It's just between me and God. That's intrinsic internal accountability. Do you see what I mean? It's knowing and abiding by limits that you set for yourself in different settings. Even though no one else knows about what these limits are or what these goals are or what these choices and decisions you have decided to make are. That is what self-integrity is. Keeping your word to yourself. So in very, very basic, simple English, self-integrity or personal integrity is keeping your word to yourself. Keeping your word to yourself. Is the highest form of accountability. The highest form of accountability. I want to share with you a quick passage from the Bible that illustrates what I'm saying. And when I read this portion of scripture, you probably would not have seen it that way before. I had not seen it that way before until like a light bulb went up in, off inside. I'm like, whoa, I never saw it that way before. And it's one of the parables that Jesus spoke or taught or shared. And it's in Matthew 21, Matthew 21, 28 to 31. And he says, Jesus said, a man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I wouldn't go. But later changed his mind and went anyway. Then the father told the other son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Jesus now said, which of the two obeyed his father? They replied the first. They replied the first. And I'll just leave it there. And then Jesus went on to talk about tax collectors and all that and Pharisees. But essentially, I want you to, let's break this down a little bit. So there are two sons. The first one, the father says, go. And he's like, no, I'm not going. I mean, from the onset, he may declare that, listen, there's no external accountability <laughs> Do you see what I mean? He should not have said he should, he should not do, disobey his father, but he shrugged off the external accountability. He should have basically said, oh, my father is asking me to do something. My father is watching over me. This is a commandment that has come from my father. He has expectations of me and rightly so as my father. If my father tells me to do something, I should obey. I should follow through because he has oversight. There's external accountability. But this guy rubbished external accountability. I said, I'm not going. Okay, do your worst. <laughs> and he said, I'm not going, John. And he did go. Now, here's the interesting thing. Because, okay, before I talk about what he eventually did, let's then flip over to what the younger son did. So the father said, Okay, I want you to go to the vineyard today. External accountability. Yes, 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 I'm going to do it. So his father is expecting him to go to the vineyard, a very strong form of external accountability. But he doesn't do it. Even though, do you understand? Like the father, your father. It's not as on our days where our father will tell us. <laughs> 
maybe not our generation, our own children's generation. It's like you're yeah, just, you're yeah, just, you know, things have changed so much. Like a father is telling you to do something and you're still strolling. You would have received one push at the back of your head. You wouldn't know where it came from. But this generation has changed. to even be strolling, that kind of thing. Right? But, I mean, the kind of authority that a father in those times would carry, I'm pretty sure it was not a small one. So imagine the gravity of that external accountability. And he said, oh, yes, someone that was waiting, expecting him to do it. But he didn't, he wasn't powerful enough for this guy to follow through. He said, oh, yes, I will do it. I will do it. Oh, okay. I've joined this group where we're going to be posting what we're eating every six o'clock. Blah, blah, blah. Remember I said these things work. They are important. But at some level, you have to be able to rise above that and only use it as a tool as opposed to the foundation of your growth. That is a summary of what I'm saying. If the only growth you are expressing at the moment is because someone somewhere is holding you accountable, you are severely underachieving. If you only build yourself to the point where you esteem your own personal integrity and increase your capacity in personal integrity, you will smash those goals. Like you will knock the ball out of the park. So this guy with the huge external accountability that was in front of him, he didn't do it. He didn't follow through. He didn't follow through. Meanwhile, let's dial back to the older son. External accountability didn't work for him. He said, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not going. But when he went back and he sat down and he thought about it between nobody but he and himself, he thought about it, uh-uh. This is something I should do. Once he got to the point where he actually agreed with himself that I should go to the vineyard, he went. Notice that external accountability was no longer at play. His father didn't think he was going to go. And Jesus commended this guy, meaning Jesus esteemed personal integrity or personal accountability above always waiting for somebody to hold you accountable. Do you see what I mean? So that is what self-integrity is. The foundation has to be self-integrity. It cannot be external or extrinsic accountability. So I'm going to go on to talk very briefly about what are the benefits of developing personal integrity, self-integrity. What, why is it important to start to build that? And then I'll finish up with how do you start building up your personal integrity because the truth of the matter is and as i'm talking to you there are areas in my life where my self-integrity is not where it's supposed to be i'll say ah, i'm going to do it <laughs> and i will not do it just that but if somebody else is expecting me to do it or they're holding me accountable I'm, i may be more likely to follow through in that area but if i told myself i won't do it yes we all still have areas like that but what i'm saying is don't stay there don't accept it as oh this is how it's always going to be because that external accountability at some point will fail if you don't build your personal integrity in that area. So what are some of the benefits, the importance of building personal integrity? The number one is when you keep your promises to yourself, you will make reaching your goals, your targets, the things you say you want to do, your desires. And on the other side of that, breaking bad habits that are holding you back, you make it so much easier. I've explained that you significantly increase your success rate 
when you build personal integrity and then you can then lump it with external accountability. So that's number one. All right. You multiply your success rate in anything you say you want to achieve. Number two, number two, research has shown that Having self-integrity in the workplace increases your income from the range of 100% to 400% in 12 months with no additional input of anything else. 100% increase is double now. Double. 400% increase is times four. Would you like your income to go times four in this year, in one year, like this year, by December? Would you like that meal? Yes. I put my hands up. I put my feet up. Yes. Four, four times. He says, without adding anything else, without improving your skills, without improving your knowledge or anything like that, without knowing more people, without networking until you fall down and collapse. He says, just by increasing your self-integrity, what you say you will do, you do it. When you say you will do it. Between 400% and 400% in 12 months without any additional input. That's number two. Number three, your choices are so important. Why? Because they are the foundation of everything else. So you need to be very mindful of the choices that you are making when it comes to integrity if you don't know how to keep your word to yourself what would happen is you'll find yourself compromising your self-integrity in things that could be life-threatening when i say life-threatening i don't necessarily mean like that could take someone's life which is probably what life-threatening is okay life-threatening is probably not the word i was looking for it could be devastating it could be devastating so okay I keep telling myself that, oh, I'm going to wake up at five o'clock to pray and I don't do it. Or I keep telling myself that, oh, I'm going to stop eating this kind of food or start eating more of this or start drinking more water and I don't do it. Basically, I'm training myself to not do what I'm telling myself to do. Now, what if it now comes to something that is huge, something that if I compromise my integrity has a much more devastating effect? Do you understand what I mean? How do you think all these people that achieve so much success in their life and one immoral choice destroys everything they spent 30 years to build? One affair, extramarital affair, not being able to say no. Their head is saying that this is against integrity, but they go ahead and do it anyway because it's a secret thing that nobody knows. Nobody knows about it. So when people are not there, to hold you accountable, do you see what I mean? If you don't have that self-integrity to be able to tell yourself, no, this is wrong, we're not doing it, or this is right, we're doing it, and then follow through, it may look like it doesn't matter now. The day is coming when the choices will result in something that's a big deal. And of course, number four, number four is if you keep violating your inner accountability, you will adjust to living in a way that is less than what you are capable of. So fulfilling your potential is out of the question if there is no self-integrity. Unless there's a deadline and your boss, your line manager is breathing down your neck 
at work, emailing you and pinging you and DMing you almost every second before you now gather yourself together to go and sit down at the desk to do the report, to send the email or to whatever. Can that person rise and rise and rise in the workplace? No, no, no. Do you see what I mean? So they can't really rise. The person will not fulfill that potential and they settle for less as a result of that. Now, the idea is you don't have to settle there. Begin to build your self-integrity in areas where you're far gone. I've told you, myself, these are things that me, I'm working on in this year. Like I want to enter into self-integrity in every area of my life. No exceptions. These are my goals. These are my targets. These are the real things that we should be talking about and building, right? We want the awoof, but we don't want to put the work in. If you think about people that are doing extraordinary things in this world, go and observe how they live. Go and observe how they live. Especially Christians. We like to just say, if I can just do a bakadabra, the thing will just fall. No! God is principled. Go and look at the work ethic of Jesus. I mean, Jesus is a perfect example. Jesus didn't just sit down like, you know, that the Holy Spirit just be serving him or everything he wanted. <laughs> I mean, that's how Christians want to. I don't really want to stress myself. I don't really want to do much. But the Holy Spirit should bring me all this favor, all these anointings, all this increase, all this money. Why well, I me? Mean, I'm just sitting down. Jesus slapped up and down. Slapped means walked, tricked. Yeah? He, uh, uh, the guy... His work ethic was serious. He was diligent. There was nothing Jesus received that he did not show up for. He showed up. So look at your life. So, you know, do a quick walkthrough and say, okay, my spiritual life, my health, my whatever. And think, where am I lacking self-integrity? Where until somebody is carrying me on their head? Unless that happens, I don't show up. It's okay to start from there. And... I repeat this a million times. I am not saying get rid of external accountability. I run a business where masterminds is one of our core offerings. It's one of the things that we do. But I'm saying <laughs> there's a limit to how much external accountability and those kind of things can do if you don't cultivate personal or self integrity so how do you begin to build up look at the areas of your life and just assign them numbers and say this one's at 90 percent. i'm cool with this one and if nobody ever stands over my head nobody ever holds me accountable i will show up i will show up 80 to 100 and it doesn't have to be perfect 80 to 100 percent of the time or even 70 or 200 percent of the time is beautiful yeah but if you look at another area and you think it's like 10 percent or even 50 percent even 50%, you say, okay, I'm going to start working on this. So number one is just start practicing it. Start practicing as the Bible says, let your yes be yes. Let your no be no. Just start practicing it. Start practicing it. The more you show up, the easier it is to show up. So if you set your alarm and you say, ah, this year I can't play <laughs> with my prayer life. I'm going to show up. I'm going to wake up at, let's say someone says 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. or whatever to pray. And you set your alarm. When that alarm goes up and your eyes pop open in that place, practice self-integrity. You have to start from somewhere, right? Start from somewhere and say, I'm up. 
Now, if five minutes later you are dreaming and drooling again, <laughs> that's okay. All right? But still show up for that five o'clock. If you were too tired because your body hasn't adjusted yet and you end up falling back asleep, the point is you still showed up. The more you show up, the easier it would be for you to get up and pray longer. There's no other way. Just that, practicing it. Take baby steps. If you tell someone that you're going to be somewhere at nine o'clock, get there at nine o'clock or before. Start practicing keeping your word to yourself. Even if you know that, you know, this is one that, this is that's pulled me up on this before. Like, I'm usually a punctual person. I also don't like wasting my time. I don't like people wasting my time. So if I know someone that never shows up on time, <laughs> and they say, oh, let's meet up or let's do so. I don't know. Like, let's go and do something together, whatever. And I know that this person, if they say nine, that nine is like 9.30 or 10 or even 11. So I'm like, eh, me too, I won't show up because I have better things to do than just be hanging around waiting for somebody. And then always I was like, listen, that is lacking in self-integrity. You can say to them, ah, okay, well, me, I know that your own nine o'clock is 10. So do you know what? I'm going to get there at 10. I mean, let them know, declare what your intention is. Don't say, oh, nine. Okay, okay, yes, yeah, see you at nine. And then you two, because you think they won't show up, you now go late. No, self-integrity says keeping your word to yourself regardless of anybody else knowing about it. So simply start practicing it. Pick something simple and start practicing it in that area. That's the first thing. The second thing is weigh your commitments, weigh your words. Don't just wake up one day and say that book that i've been wanting to write since i was at university today is the day that i will start this year i'll write this book so this week i'm going to write 100 pages every night i'm going to write 10 pages and you tell yourself that but <laughs> you haven't even written half a page without somebody putting a god to your head in the last 10 years hello are you not setting yourself up to fail yes you probably are jesus said who wants to build a tower but does not first sit down sit down to count the cost so don't be so quick rash in making all these promises to yourself i promise today when i get home it's only salad i'm going to eat are you able to keep that word or could you say, okay, I'm going to have my normal jollof fries and chicken, but I'll add a bit of salad to it. We'll start there. That will help you stay in integrity. So weigh, measure first before speaking. Remember, this has no, nobody is holding your account. It's to yourself. So the promises you make to yourself, don't make them grievous. Don't make them so huge that there's no way you will keep that word. So count the costs. Write the thing that make it like a contract. Write it down. Do you understand? Don't make one million promises to yourself within the space of 10 hours. No, it won't work. You won't even remember the things you would have done. I said, ah, and I said I was not going to do that. Too. Ah, and I said I was going to do that. Too. No, no, make it a contract. Take out your journal and write it down. These are the three things that I will hold myself accountable to. I will show up and I will do them. And do that daily. Count the cost. Count the cost. And number three, to be able to build self-integrity is you can still show up even if 
you had initially brushed it aside. So if you had said, I'm going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, and you step out of personal integrity, there is something called bouncing back. So don't abandon it. So what I'm saying, especially in areas where self-integrity is low, of course, it's not going to go from 10% to 90% with the click of your fingers. So if you step out of integrity, you know that you're lying because you're saying, this is what I'm going to do. And then you don't do it. You are confusing the heart, your own heart. We say, Father, I receive mercy for speaking something and not showing up and not following through. Thank you for strength. I receive the grace to show up. You can still show up, get up, dust yourself up and go again and go again. So don't abandon it because it didn't work in the first day that you tried to do it. Keep going, keep showing up. Keep showing up. At the end of the day, the most important thing is the person that showed up. Thinking back to those two sons. One was like, ah, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it. And they never saw him again. <laughs> but one said, I will not do it, huh? And he still showed up. And Jesus said, the one that is commended is the one that showed up. So even if somehow you don't show up the first time, and as long as you're breathing, there's an opportunity to show up. There's an opportunity to show up. So you keep showing up no matter how many times you fall to build your self-integrity and personal integrity. And if you do that, I promise you, listen, I read research to you in the work, say 100% to 400% increase in your income within 12 months. Imagine now I want you to think about the kind of results you get when people actually hold you accountable. You know, that in itself is very powerful. Now, imagine how much more powerful if you now add personal integrity to it. Honestly, your growth will be off the charts. Off the charts. Okay? This is Allow Me, and I will be back next week with another episode. See you then.